Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Nyla, and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be about the problem of pedestrian deaths. So let's get started. So welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, rate and share it, especially if you like it. And lastly, send your thoughts or comments by email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the source for today's news mostly comes from NPR in the environment section. So I'm going to start off with what needs to be said and um, talk about why I wanted to go into uh, the topic of pedestrian deaths. Um, Because I live in, you know, suburbia and uh, I do sometimes go into nearby DC, which is like 20 minutes away or so. Or if I'm, you know, wanting to shop at a, at a mall or somewhere else and there happens to be walkways and sidewalks or something like that, you know, I'm on guard as a pedestrian. You know, I do not want to get hit, injured, or killed just going to buy something or going out to eat or anything like that. Um, so I wondered what other um, uh, people around the country, where they live and how uh, pedestrian uh, deaths and in transportation systems, good or bad, affect the quality of life. You know, how do they get around? Are you uh, some person who lives in a, uh, a condominium complex, or do you live next to a park? Do you live in rural um, uh, a space of land, or do you? live um, in a city center or in a big uh, metropolis like where do you uh, live you know these are questions that I thought about I didn't really think about um, how much transportation has come but also in the way that uh, people are dying on the roads in streets all the time in America and um, as of now you know pedestrian deaths have really hit a 30-year high and this really caught my attention with the NPR story. So I thought, why not share this information about uh, which cities in America are pretty dangerous for pedestrians, period. Um, How does your city or state stack up? And then um, I'll go into solutions and remedies later in the program in my special uh, segment where um, we can sort of combat maybe um, having all these pedestrian deaths on our hands. So um, I want to start out with um, a fact that you may or may not have heard of is that across the United States, um, 6,227 pedestrians actually died in traffic accidents last year in 2018. That's the highest number in nearly 30 years. So just last year alone, there was almost, um, you know, 6,250 um, pedestrians dying. That's a lot of people, just these these people getting to where they need to be, these families, these individuals, you know, um, relatives you may have 
um, had died um, at the hands of a car or trailer, tractor trailer or other vehicle or um, a van, for example, hit them, which is devastating enough. And this is all because of um, traffic accidents. So um, both drivers and walkers and pedestrians, they happen to be using their cell phone data um, 4,000% more than they did in 2008, which is alarming enough. So that means with the influx of new technology, different modes and uh, varieties and versions of phones, um, all types of different um, mobile devices, you know, we're spending more and more time on our, our phone and that's not what we uh, want to go as a society, technologically speaking, if it's causing deaths on the other end of our progression as a as a human species, we're more advanced in our technology, but yet we're still dying from something as as simple yet complex as a phone. You know, Georgia um, is one of the five states that um, has nearly uh, made up 50% of all the nation's pedestrian fatalities last year in 2018. So that means they were nearly uh, responsible for, what, 3,100 plus uh, traffic accidents just last year. That's insane, you know? And the other uh, four states were Texas, Arizona, Florida, and California. Now, um, Florida, um, I'm not making an excuse for Floridians, but at the same token, like, they're known for some crazy stuff, you know, from alligators to, you know, um, the, their gun laws and stand your ground laws to just some of the craziest crimes I've ever seen and heard of come out of Florida. Um, Texas is big on everything, and I don't know how the correlation of um, cars and the the Texas way of life is, but I'll get into later um, how larger vehicles plays a role in the pedestrian deaths. So um, pedestrian deaths uh, took place also more so in Houston, um, which is in, uh, t- of course, Texas and Miami uh, for Florida. And then the increase actually of pedestrian deaths could be because, like I said, of phone use, but also because of the bigger and larger vehicles that we have on the road, which, which, uh, when I'm talking about earlier with, with Texas, does the culture of cars and trucks in Texas mean big always? And if so, are Texans the perpetrators of some of these larger hit and runs or hit and hit, um, head on uh, collisions with pedestrians. You know, I'd like to know that, you know, that's one thing that I wish was more so in the research from what I gathered, but, um, statistics weren't as specific to that. And I'll get onto that in, um, the, my thoughts portion of, um, the program and, um, making Georgia actually, um, in the NPR article, it had, um, were so, more people walking on foot and by foot, especially on state highways and other um, types of um, transportation uh, roadways where, of course, the stakes are higher that you're going to be hit. You know, if you're walking by foot, you are worrying about where you need to go from point A to point B. Yes, is safety a concern? Yes, are you making sure that anyone who's walking with you maybe isn't struck? Sure, but also these cars are just going about their business. They may not be paying attention to you. I'll get into distracted driving um, in a bit, but distracted driving, distracted driving is um, 
very serious because that can happen in a split second. You try tuning on the radio, you try and get some snacks out of your bag, you're tending to um, your your guests or your maybe kids that you may have in the in your vehicle, in your car, um, or truck. You are distracted for that split second. And next thing you know, you're running a red light or you are jumping the curb and injuring someone and that could have devastating effects for you criminally, civilly, possibly. And also, um, you know, you didn't mean for this to happen, but because of the distracted driving that you were um, a part of, that's what uh, is taking place for you. Um, In California, 432 pedestrians actually were killed in the first half of uh, 2018, which um, by itself is alarming only because, you know, it's such a small number. It's only the first six months, you know, it shouldn't happen, period. But the fact that that's almost 500 people um, between January and June says a lot, you know. Um, I want to know what cities in California that would um, have risen and taken place that statistic, just for myself. Um, I'd like to know that. I mean, if there are others who'd like to know that as well, all my listeners, you know, that is great information to take hold of, especially those who are living in California. You know, I have a, a population of listeners who are living in California, from California, and listening there. So, yeah, if you um, do have, you know, um, qualms or issues about uh, the hit and runs uh, that have taken place against pedestrians, you know, be sure to take that out with your local representatives. Maybe start a coalition coalition against that. You know, that is a big way to to stave off pedestrian deaths and have uh, that awareness come forth because it's affecting your local community. It's affecting, you know, those who are family and friends of yours who have died from pedestrians, um, pedestrian incidents, um, you know, by way of cars and and trucks, you know, that could really um, show initiative, but also like you're creating the change that you want to see in um, making sure that no one else has to die because of um, simple human error. You know, 94% of car crashes are actually caused by humans. You know, they're not caused necessarily by animals or um, or other types of, you know, events, you know, freak accidents, none of that. It's, it's mostly on the person behind the wheel um, or in the passenger seat, perhaps, but mostly on the driver. Drivers are the ones who are in control of the vehicle and should be able to get back and forth to where they need to be so that they can you know, go on about their day. And uh, I want to uh, wrap up some of the news in talking about this new Floridian law um, where it's actually allowing the police to ticket drivers uh, for any type of distracted driving. So this includes anything from petting your dog or yelling at your kids Um and, you know, distracted driving is really uh, the issue that I talked about earlier in the episode in that because distracted driving is anything that takes your attention off the wheel, that is, you know, a way for accidents to happen. I want to know, though, how are the police going to scan and necessarily go into people's cars and just um, quickly sight and see around how they're, you know, demonstrating? Like, how are they... Um, gonna pick up on someone who's yelling through the window um, with with um, tinted windows of their their of their car truck to their kids or whoever else like how is that gonna happen but 
you know, other states have, have taken on the law and um, have been proponents on the, of it and uh, have it, you know, going on. So, you know, Rhode Island is a, a big uh, a state in this because their fatalities actually dropped um, from... I think 10 fatalities in um, 2017 to just four in um, 2018. So that's, you know, a 60%, you know, decrease just in implementing that law of um, ticketing uh, drivers. So, you know, that is a valuable, you know, tool. Of course, the law is very important, whether you are a lawmaker and legislator or delegate or anyone who is passionate about political issues. This is also a way to get your um, your folks uh, around you involved in rallying and uh, lobbying, you know, for safer laws and, and better laws that can keep pedestrians safe, keep your family, friends, those you know who walk a lot safe. So my thoughts on the problem of pedestrian deaths as a whole is that um, it's a bigger issue. It's an issue between um, those who walk around and have kids or are by themselves or have their families, you know, loved ones, you know, aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa around walking. And the fact that our transportation systems in all the, the states that I mentioned, like, like Texas and Florida, uh, for example, they need to be better. They need to have better laws and better structuring around keeping pedestrians safe. You know, there's there's plenty of um, laws that I think can be on the books, but also enforcing those laws, ticketing, um, being um, someone who um, is your, your, number, your neighbor's keeper. Are you being maybe cautious and aware of other pedestrians and how they're they're walking, are you, you know, seeing how they interact and can you prevent maybe their their death by, you know, preventing them from walking in the street if they're on their phone, like if they have kids that are out of control and one of the kids decides to walk to the street, would you help pull the kid before it gets hit by a distracted driver? You know, these are things that you can definitely consider um, before you even step out the door, maybe today or tomorrow, like how are you even being a, a better pedestrian, you know, and how are the laws going to change around you if you see that um, as a problem that's affecting your community? Um, transportation systems as a whole, you know, they consist of roads and streets and other parts that are mainly designed for cars and not for people. You know, that's one of the thoughts and sentiments of one of the um, people interviewed for the uh, article through NPR is that, yeah, roads and streets are not really built for people and for humans to to gather around. And it's not smart design that way, um, which is unfortunate. And that's one of the, the cons of transportation systems today, um, even though we have the cars, even though we have, um, you know, deliveries and, and speed of, of, of access and can get from here to there. Um, by plane, by train, by car, by tram, wherever, um, we still have that human element to consider. And it's very important because we are humans. We are uh, needing those systems, those, those, those ways to travel for our everyday life, most of us, unless we, um, uh, for example, just get around walking every, everywhere, but that's not feasible for everyone. And then, and then the lack of uh, crosswalks and sidewalks, 
you know, is that an extra peril for crosswalkers and pedestrians? I think so. You know, if there's if there's hundreds and hundreds of feet between uh, certain crosswalks and there's not many sidewalks and you're living in a rural area or you have to or you're in a small town and there's not much space anyway. And then you put on top of that traffic and cars and other types of um, things in between. Uh, you're having a, a harder time to get from where you need to be all because there's no infrastructure there. That's a big problem uh, for pedestrians, I think, especially um, somewhere like the Sutton Parkway, for example. There's always at least a few deaths or hit and runs on that on that way because it's a it's a beltway and um, it doesn't have that access of pedestrians and crosswalkers because it's it's a high it's a it's a beltway it's for cars but if it had um, more crosswalks because there are houses around there I think there'd be less deaths in the coming months and years um, and then the issue of jaywalking is something that I think um, is very powerful as well. Like, why do people jaywalk? Do they think that they can outrun a car? Do they think that the law is not applied to them? Or I'm safe without outside of the lines and not necessarily in them because I don't feel like walking because there's someone else next to me who's trying to walk to the other side of the street. Like, an issue of jaywalking is just what it is. There's an issue. And people decide to break the laws and then when they're hit or when they don't see the law their way or... They feel like, oh, I'm going to just do this one time, but it ends up being a habitual thing, then that's a problem. You know, I've never been a jaywalker. I don't play those type of games. Cars are cars. Taxi drivers in New York, they, you know, they don't care. They will go about their business. You know, people are crude, rude, and scary. You know, they will keep on going. There are tons of, of, of hit and run accidents that happen every single day in this country. So, you know... The onus uh, in regard to jaywalking is on the pedestrian, I think, first, and then the person who is driving behind a vehicle. Because you are deciding to, you know, um, get those extra seconds in to get across to the street before the light for the cars turns green. But then, you know, you slip and trip and one of the cars, you know, decides to keep on to to go and before the light turns you know green which is a problem and you know you're stuck in the middle of the street and maybe they don't see you like there's a whole bunch of other issues around jaywalking but um, I'll probably get into that a little bit later and then lastly um, there are solutions to um, this problem you know I want to know what your city does and how um, you are affected by what your city has come up with as a, a solution and you know what information is out there versus you know suburban and pedestrian deaths versus city uh, deaths like how do they compare I want to know those type of things and you know this is a fascinating topic because it does happen to you know come and and be around deaths but as it relates to um, you know, city walkers and city dwellers and pedestrians, period. This is a different sort of topic, and I'm glad that I got to talk about it with you all. And I want to hear, uh, you know, what you have to say and your thoughts about the whole issue as a whole. You know, I love that we can talk about these different issues and this being a transportation sort of issue. So that was a, a fine takeaway from 
um, today's episode, I think. So um, I'm going to, you know, resume with uh, the program and I'm going to get into the Mother Earth Minutes, but I'm going to talk about how you can support Greener Thoughts in just a bit. Do you love Greener Thoughts? If you're able to, decide to show your support of Greener Thoughts by clicking the second link in the description box of the episode. It's a direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is just a time where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can of course take to combat the issue that we talked about in the episode and of course save Mother Earth. So the message for this Mother Earth Minutes is to know that the road is to be shared with drivers and walkers and everyone in between. You know, the road is a a place that gets us to where we need to be. You know, it's not like we're driving on dirt or clay roads or grassy areas. And we have a responsibility to ourselves and somewhat to others, you know, to make sure that we don't get killed out on the road or seriously injured or maimed or or something happened to us that we can't necessarily walk away from. So the first thing is I came up with uh, five, four to five different um, uh, tips for both pedestrians, drivers, and some other tips I have that can sort of tie everything together so there is action and knowledge being spread here in this episode. So um, the first thing for pedestrians, their responsibilities are to please just follow up on uh, street signs and other signs to be recognized by law. So in other words, if it says no crossing at this area, if it says stop, you know, you follow those signs. If it says do not enter, you know, you don't enter that space. You know, these signs are to be followed whether you are a pedestrian or not, you know. Um, first one is no jaywalking. So jaywalking may be tempting for others, definitely a detraction for other people and so you know jaywalking is very important because I think if people look both ways and decide to also look at the street sign or a signal to go or to not go or the walking person sign then they would of course evade um, and and not try to jaywalk you know Um, and and jaywalking is dangerous because even in you know Maryland DC um, and in other you know federal districts and states Like, it is, uh, you know, against the law to jaywalk, you know. And if you are definitely walking outside the white or colored lines, then you will definitely, you know, get hit. And you're not, um, you are held responsible if you are not within the bounds of the street crossings and allowed to walk. So you are at your own risk walking and possibly getting hurt or injured just from jaywalking and thinking you can beat a car. Um, the next thing is no walking, of course, in the traffic or, or thinking you can skate by. I literally saw a video um, online uh, of, a, I think, a skater or one of those hoverboard um, tweens who literally was trying to uh, hoverboard and try to beat the oncoming uh, cars that were going uh, perpendicular to them. And uh, he got hit, and then this lady tried following behind, and she stopped in the middle of traffic after he, the little the person was hit, um, right in front of her face. I'm like, why would you go out in front, um, just as he was? And you know he got hit. Why would you 
why why would you do monkey see monkey do and possibly get hit yourself you know it was a two-way um uh, lane road and so yeah it was it was traffic coming from both sides left and right and uh it was a there were street lights in the middle and uh, he definitely probably got seriously injured all because he was walking or using the crosswalk when he wasn't supposed to on a hoverboard to not looking and thinking for he could beat the car so that's all types of deadly um uh reasons and 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 things to consider um that he didn't um those are all different four different reasons as to why i think he um got hit in the first place and the third thing uh is limiting your phone use while outside walking so whether you're outside you know decide to limit your phone use as a, as a whole because your your life is more important than your phone you know you can always get another phone you only have one life so is your phone really that much more important that you have to do that while you're walking that's dangerous because someone can either rob you uh, of your phone can either um, decide to you know talk to you while you're on your phone but you're trying to walk and 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 go across the street and uh, that is you know hazardous for you you could drop your phone in the middle of traffic while they're trying to go and you were trying to beat the 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 walking signs there's all types of different scenarios that could happen but they can all be lessened if you cut down your phone use especially while walking outside Uh, and then the fourth thing is paying attention to of course traffic other pedestrians is very important as well you know you want to make sure you're aware of your surroundings period and uh, other people just happen to be around you, you know, or other people following you, uh, you wouldn't know if you're on your phone, you know, if are other people um, trying to, you know, beat you to a certain spot and walk around you, or are you trying to all beat the light or, you know, get over to the other side safely when the, when the walking light is present, you know, you can all uh, be aware of those things. And then lastly, uh, as part of the last tip is that you can uh, walk, of course, in designated crosswalks and not outside the lines, like I said earlier, because you're probably going to be at fault. Otherwise, if you're if you're outside the bold, white, or other colored lines um, when walking across the street. Now, second tip is for drivers. So drivers' responsibilities, I think, more so are to... Um, not decide to encourage or support or even engage in distracted driving, which is anything from eating, putting on makeup, being on your phone, texting, calling, whatever it is, uh, dealing with your kids or other um, passengers in the vehicle, um, or even reading. You know, people do all types of different stuff on the uh, on the on the wheel when they're driving. You know, painting their nails or even drinking behind the um, wheel. These are all types of um, things to be discouraged. For drivers who are 80 uh, years old and plus and older, um, is driving, you know, really the best thing for you? You know, should you really be driving? You know, have you been in an accident ever or within the last um, year or two? Is your sight even prepared for the road or do you even need assistance driving? You know, ask yourself these things. Um, Do you know that uh, uh, drivers who are older, you know, they can have accidents too. You know, they may have lived, you know, that long where maybe they hadn't had accident, but their sights, their sight in their, in their, on their, of their eyes is failing. There was another story I saw 
maybe within the last week of a, uh, a dad and his daughter, they were crossing the street and they were about to, you know, go to the curb and, and walk along. But yet this woman who was probably 75 or older, she was a little short lady, um, the, the dad witnessed it. He went, he was hit and he pushed his daughter out of the way and he literally broke both of his legs because she hit and, 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 and kept going and it was a hit and run accident and they're still trying to look for uh, the lady. Um, and that's just one of the perils and what I'm talking about of these women and, and men who are older and, uh, and they don't necessarily need to be really driving because they, of course, can't see that well sometimes. Um, and then, you know, next thing for drivers to do is be patient with pedestrians, you know? Um, do they also have the, um, knowledge and, and the, and the patience for understanding that people have to get where they need to be as well? Like, sure. Like, you're getting where you need to be by truck or by car. They're trying to do it easily by, um, walking there or by skateboard or, or some other, type of medium that's not a, a vehicle and so they just they want your patience as well you know they're seeing you drive along and they have somewhere to be and you have somewhere to be so instead of honking your horn or or being menacing behind the wheel or um you know having road rage for these pedestrians just be patient because you're going to get to where you need to be just as quickly as they need to be uh, where they need to be and um Next thing is following traffic signals. Of course, not running red lights is very important because pedestrians are, of course, on the opposite path. And lastly, be respectful. You know, the road is meant to be shared, like I said before. The third tip is that uh, alternative means of transportation is definitely something that can occur. You know, whether you have a bike or moped, electric vehicle, or even like a smaller type of vehicle, that's definitely fine. Um, skateboards, like I said before, is, is an, a different mean of transportation. These are alternate means that don't necessarily have to be um, ones where you are a pedestrian on foot, but you're a pedestrian with all these other types of vehicles. Uh, with the bike, though, you also have to be aware of bike laws. You know, there are bike lanes, you know, have your lights and blinkers and, you know, your your key lock in, in possession of you and, and follow rules and laws of the road just like any other person who's using the road and wear a helmet, of course. And the fourth tip before the last tip I have um, is that we have to um, better engineer roads and streets, you know. Um, I was thinking at least um, more um, safety first is a, is a big thing. So I came up with a few other ways that maybe roads could be engineered. So audio voiced walking signs for those who are hard of hearing or blind, um, they could read, you know, walk or stop or caution or do not walk. So those who um, are blind but can hear, they can hear, oh, you can walk now or stop, you know, cars are coming or caution as in like go about your business but hurry up to the other side of the street or do not walk as in don't walk at all um, and then more pedestrian push buttons for walking because some traffic signals aren't where they need to be and are slow or don't operate as well and people need to get where they need to be and then lastly um, even more traffic signals um, with some different newer updated additions um, or things I'd like to see more um, in the coming years 
And then lastly, the fifth tip is that uh, laws um, that can keep up with transportation technology are a must. You know, laws definitely matter. And so if more laws were, um, were created to keep people safe, but also the roads and streets functional, I think we'd have less de- uh, pedestrian deaths uh, as a whole. The eco fact of the day is that U.S. sales of plug-in electric vehicles increased by 72.5% in the 2000 in 2018 over 2017. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra magazine in the March and April 2019 issue. Call to action: This is the time in Green Thoughts where I want to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work in the environmental field in either an organization or other entity? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, be sure to please send a 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the Eco Company Spotlight is a time in Greener Thoughts where, of course, I want to know about your environmentally related product or service. And uh, I want to, of course, get your ideas um, out there about it. And I, of course, want to review your product or service. So you can definitely reach out to Greener Thoughts and have that happen. Uh, For now and since uh, February of this year... Uh, 2019, I've been introducing companies that I love and think are great, and you can also definitely check them out. And uh, I've been a proponent of some of these um, companies that have products or services that I know and trust. And one I think uh, currently is just as as good and very uh, impactful is called Cool Effect. Now, Cool Effect was started in 1998 with clean burning cook stoves. And now they are one of the most respected global nonprofits working to change carbon pollution in our world. Cool Effect is comprised of several experts, advisors, and activists who work tirelessly to help Earth. You may have heard of Audubon or Salesforce, March for Science, Beancraft, or an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power. There are some of the names that they partnered with. Cool Effect can assist you with many different types of carbon outputs that you may have, such as red meat, any type of uh, animal that you eat that happens to, of course, be of red meat. Uh, If you're uh, car commuting, air travel for personal business vacation or maybe other, electricity means by way of your home, business, or other, fast fashion from retailers such as H&M and Forever 21, food waste, carbon emissions, and output deliveries, either online or other, and offsetting either as an individual or other person. You can support Cool Effect by going to their website, www.cooleffect.org forward slash content forward slash donate, or going to the website, www.cooleffect.org forward slash content forward slash gifts. I learned about Cool Effect um, some years back, and I'm glad that I actually found out about it because it's one of the, you know, top 
carbon sequestering uh, websites out there on the internet, and I'm glad to uh, be one to support it. A cool effect can be found online at www.cooleffect.org, or you can uh, support their uh, store that they have, like I said before. So, um, the cool effect is found on tons of different uh, social media platforms uh, Facebook at Cool Effect, uh, Google Plus is Cool Effect, but Google Plus will be shutting down for consumers as of uh, April 2nd, 2019, so be aware of that. Instagram at Cool Effect, all lowercase underscore, so it's Cool Effect underscore. And then LinkedIn, they're found at Cool Effect. And Twitter, they're found at Cool Effect. And YouTube, they're found at Cool Effect. The address is Cool Effect Inc. at 919 Sir Francis Drake Boulevard, suit, uh, suite or suit um, 201 in Kentfield, California, 94904. You can email them at info at cooleffect.org. And lastly, to also contact them, you can, of course, go to www.cooleffect.org. Then click the Contact Us link under the section labeled General Info at the bottom of the web page to contact them. So I hope that you all really loved this episode and all the jam-packed information that was in it. All the, uh, the stats about pedestrians and tips about how to make uh, pedestrians safer, to make drivers conscious, to enact laws and have better transportation systems around the country, especially in the top five uh, most uh, deadly uh, states for pedestrians I talked about earlier in the show. And lastly, uh, happy Women's History Month, as this is the last day um, of Women's History Month. And of course, in April, I'm going to, you know, be a part of many things in uh, what I choose to talk about uh, at the end of the show. One of them is about, you know, National uh, Mental Health Month and National Volunteer Month, uh, both of these celebrating uh, in um, April. And I'm going to talk about both of these types of things. And I'm going to inform you of just different volunteer organizations probably in every episode or so. And then highlighting a mental health statistics um, uh, point in every episode uh, in April as well. Be sure to mark this episode and, of course, podcast Greener Thoughts as a favorite, especially if you like it. And I want to thank you all and for listening. And be sure to tune in to my next episode coming up. But until then, take care. Bye.